Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all again today. Dad first brought this message to the pulpit on July 2nd, 1961. It was Fourth of July weekend, so the topic was the cost of freedom. The scripture that Sunday was from Hebrews, the ninth chapter, the 22nd verse, and it says, And almost all things are by blood purged, and without the shedding of blood there is no remission. So we're talking about the cost of freedom. Now this sermon was just before the Fourth of July, Independence Day in the United States. And it was 1961. Now, for those of you doing a little quick math, that's over 60 years ago. Dad started this off with an illustration of a friend of his, a Dr. B.J. Palmer, who had passed away just recently. And Dr. Palmer was the son of the man who started the Palmer College for Chiropractors in Davenport, Iowa. During Dr. Palmer's life, they had moved the practice of being a chiropractor from being illegal in most states of the country to where in 1961, it was now legal in just about every state of the Union. Now, Dad used the word just about, which means that there were still some places in the country where being a chiropractor would be illegal and that people would be punished for performing the, the work that a chiropractor does. He said that as he walked around the campus there at Palmer College, he came upon a sign, and a sign that was surrounded by a chain. And that sign had the names of the men who had served time in jail because they were chiropractors. And these were people who, in that particular line of work, who said, look, we can do something to help people. We should be able to do this, and it needs to be legal. And they were making their statement as to why they did that. So a friend of mine's son just graduated from Palmer College, and I can't help but wonder, as I I read through this, I, I can't help but wonder about whether or not he ever saw that sign, whether or not it's still there. It's been 60 years after all, but I'm looking forward to seeing this young man again so that I can ask him that question. I'm also going to ask him whether or not there was any instruction given, any courses given, that talked about the history of being a chiropractor in the country and how it was illegal to be one at one time. You know, or has it gotten to the stage now where the ability to practice is, well, it's what you do as a profession. So why, of course, I can practice because I've been trained to do that. It's taken for granted. I'll be curious to see what he says. But I do know that when you take a look at what it is we do in this country for freedom, and what it is we have done in the past so that we can have the freedoms that we have today, we can just assume that we're going to have those freedoms forever. Well, I think it's pretty clear that there's nothing that guarantees that our freedoms are going to continue forever unless we as a population, as a people here in the United States, we protect those freedoms and we protect them with great care. And we must be diligent. And we must remember that freedoms come at a cost. 
And you don't have to look very far into our history, just a couple hundred years, really, maybe 250 years, because that's about how long it's been since this country came into existence. Now, in the big scheme of things, that's not very long. Now, remember, 19, excuse me, in 1776, Richard Henry Lee, he, well, he put forth a resolution that these united colonies are, and of right, ought to be free and independent states. And John Adams seconded that motion. So these two men stepped up and in the face of the mightiest military power of the world declared, our country, our colonies here, here, this is what is now the United States should be free from the English monarchy. So that we have that freedom and it's good. Now the question is, and this is an important question, is whether or not we're going to retain that freedom or are we just going to give it away? So now in 2023, when we look at the situation that we live in today, I believe that compared to 1961, that we are much closer to giving it away than we have ever been in our life before, and that we need to be vigilant. We need to make sure that we don't lose those freedoms. It's just too important to us as a country, as a people, and to what we stand for in the world. Now look at the Bible, and you have Paul. And Paul's talking to us about the crucifixion. And in Hebrews 9, the 22nd chapter, and all things are by blood purged, and without the shedding of blood is no remission. So we have the knowledge that freedom is costly, and to have the ability to be free from our sins, that it costs Christ his life on the cross. So when we witness our nation, all the times that we have, we've had to protect the freedoms that we hold so dear. Now, you can look at the Colonial Army at Valley Forge. You can go forward a little bit, and you can look at the blood that was spilled in the Civil War at Shiloh, at Gettysburg, at many other places. You can look forward to the times when we're protecting our way of life, when we're protecting the fact that, that we need to help others and we need to protect others. And you look at the conflicts that we have participated in and the places that we have gone, and not just the, the wars and the, and the battles that we have fought, but the political fights that we have fought to try to help, not always successfully, of course, but to try to help. Now, today, though, it's really a question of whether or not we can remain a free nation and a free people. And we just need to keep in mind that the past sacrifices that people have given, well, that is what has allowed us to have the ability to have this freedom. Now, we never want to forget that Christ was willing to submit himself into the hands of sinful men. And he did this with great love. Great love of God, great love for us. And it's interesting to me, eh, maybe to you, when you trace the beginnings of the word church, you eventually get back to a Greek word called ecclesia. And that is the word that was used for the assembly of the people in Athens for a political democracy. So the early church was very democratic and, and organized so. Now, that's what democracy stands for. So. When you look at democracy, you can see there's very much the same things that Jesus stands for. Personal liberty, religious freedom, racial tolerance, decency between individuals and groups, the sanctity of your word, you know, an economic system which has a place for every willing person, 
and it encourages individual responsibilities and enthusiasm for life. Now, I wish I could say that that last paragraph was my words, but they were the words of Herbert Hansen. And when you trace what a democracy means, it's interesting that you can trace it all the way back to the word church. And in the American faith, you know, as faith is the substance of things that we hope for, and its faith is the evidence of things not seen. Now, let me say that again. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and its faith is the evidence of things not seen. So Columbus had faith when he sailed through unknown seas for many days, wondering if he was going to fall off the edge of the world. I'm pretty sure he knew he wasn't, but it was a long ways that he was sailing on unknown seas. And the Puritans had faith when they came over from England, and to be able to have religious freedom here in the United States, or what's today the Americas. And by faith, Samuel Adams, you know, refused to admit allegiance to the king. And it was faith that caused George Washington to draw his sword, and Thomas Jefferson to say what was indivisible and what wasn't. It was faith that caused independence. Now, independence was declared by a nation that was not yet a nation. It was declared by farmers who stood at Bunker Hill. And it was endured at Valley Forge. And eventually, it was conquered at, at Yorktown. So just remember that our freedom here in the United States has been purchased at a great price. And to keep that freedom, we have had to purchase that at an even greater price. So lay aside your selfishness. Lay aside the sins of partisanship and your pride. And let us walk together, worthy of our great inheritance that we have received. As we as look at what's happened in our country over the last few months, keep praying for our leaders. Keep praying that they are able to guide this country in a stable and a sane manner. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace. I do want to ask everyone listening to this today to help spread the word about this podcast. Help me continue to keep my father's work for the Lord alive. Please tell your friends and your church groups about this podcast. Share it on social media. Let people know that these inspirations are available. There's a new book available on Amazon titled Throwing Ink. It was a compilation of inspiration based on Dad's work. It was written by me, G.W. Stark.